This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 239 of The Real Word. Word is up. And we've got our winner up to start yeah. the show, Nicole. So we did two weeks, just in case you didn't listen to the last two episodes, uh, the last two weeks. And this is why you need to be subscribed. So hit subscribe to the BAM YouTube channel if you are watching hit a thumbs up if you already are subscribed this is why you should be subscribed the last two weeks we ran a free competition where we're giving away a 30 minute zoom to one of you to zoom with Nicole and I to talk about anything team building how we've built a call center so ISAs or transaction department listing department house flipping design absolutely anything the 30 minutes is yours is this going to be in a podcast form or it's just like off the off the record just like us hanging out it was going to be off the record just us hanging out but nicole we could certainly leave that up to the winner if they yeah. want to do it like podcast form and we give yeah. them like a nice little like a clip. real word 2.0 or something yeah. i like that i like that idea so we'll leave it up to the winner which we're about to pick right now You'll get to decide if this is going to be something that we share with, you know, social. We could, could be their podcast it. debut, you know. It could be that. We could give them some clips. We could we could do a lot of creative things. So let's I go. Let's share the screen. Uh, if you're listening, that's okay. We're going to just announce the winner. It's all legit on YouTube. You can see us picking it randomly. So if you're listening and you can't see it. Oh, I see four, three. Just two, trust. And we're countdown. One. Here we go. It's countdown. Who do we got? Thomas Ryan. Is that what that is? Ray Eric, Ray? Eric Simon, the broke agent? No oh, way. no. The no. top one. No winner is Ray Ray at Yahoo. Okay, good. All right. So Ray Ray at Yahoo. We are going to be reaching out to you shortly. What is the full name? I can't see it. Do we have the name? I don't name? see a full name. I just see Ray Ray. I see his email. And then I see, uh, I guess if there's a substitute, Thomas Ryan will, will be the winner. But... Okay, so we've got our winner. We're going to be reaching out to you. Congratulations, and we'll Congrats, get, you, Ray Ray. get you going on the 30-minute Zoom. All right, let's get jump into racket number one. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about on this pod. So You're it's, feeling it, it today. I mean, these topics are juicy. we got mortgage fraud. we got we got Florida stuff. We've got Biden stuff. There, there's a whole bunch going on, all mm -hmm. of it really valuable for agents, real estate entrepreneurs. Let's start with racket number one. Core logic information. This is an Inman article. Mortgage lenders face heightened risk of Inman of income and property fraud. So mortgage lenders face heightened risk of income and property fraud. Fraud risk of false W twos, earning statements, and payroll checks up twenty seven point three percent during quarter two compared to a year ago. Ago, according to this Core Logic um, study, mortgage fraud report which was released on Monday, okay? So up 27.3% since Q2. Some of the tactics that people are doing in these mortgage fraud schemes range from low-tech doctored pay stubs and mm -hmm. W-2s to schemes involving outside parties that pose as employers mm -hmm. working with insiders such as loan officers and mortgage brokers. The report said the most diligent falsifications, cross-reference and season fake information with bank statements that show the deposits over several months. Who La knew? Yeah, who knew? Last month, a federal grand jury in Fresno, California indicted two real estate agents 
and a loan officer who were allegedly involved in a mortgage fraud scheme in the Central Valley. According to the indictment, the scheme relied on false W-2s, earning statements, and payroll checks to convince lenders to approve at least 30 mortgages. 30. Totaling more this than was a ho- This was a total racket going dollars. down, huh? This is a huge racket. There's a whole bunch huge. of lenders listed. We'll link up the Inman article as we always do in the showing notes. Obvious, Nicole, if you're an agent wow. right now and you're getting tempted to like, I feel so badly for this buyer, for this client of mine. I really want them to get home ownership. We know we know the value of home ownership. Obviously, we need more homeowners in this country. And listen, I, I think it's a great thing to become homeowner, but Risking your license? <laughs> That's insane. It's an absolutely insane. Well, and not to mention, though, too, I'm I'm assuming that these individuals, I guess it could go either way. Maybe they're self-employed or, you know, maybe they're selling marijuana on the streets so they don't actually have income to show, but they have cash. On but, the streets. You know, on the streets. Still illegal in some places. But, but again, my concern here, too, is they're now helping these buyers qualify for a home that they can't even actually afford. So are you yeah. even really you- helping them? That's I, right. I don't even know the answer to that. I mean, I do know the answer to that, but you're putting them in a position where you're setting them up for failure. For failure. You you think you're helping them as the agent. Okay, let let me and my lender buddy help you obtain a mortgage fraudulently. Let's let's break the law together, and then oh by the way, I'm not even helping you because I'm setting you up for bankruptcy bankruptcy into the future because you can't afford this loan yeah because well if you can't afford the loan then you can't afford to even like outfit it what are you going to sleep on you can't now you now you can't afford a bed you can't afford a couch i don't know the whole thing's a total racket but again i guess maybe i'd like to think that maybe they're doing this because individuals have have cash coming in but no way to maybe show it or justify it or but jeepers i mean the whole thing is this is a total racket i I, and i can't even believe that Real estate agents are getting involved. I mean, let's let's put up the heat map for mortgage fraud risk for the hundred largest metro areas. I'll read off the top ten: Miami and uh, Middletown, New York, the uh, Newborough, Newborough, whatever it is. I I don't even know. Newborough, where where, where the heck is that in New York? We should go to Newborough. I like Newborough. I think that's got to be. It's Long Island, Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. There it is. Okay, so so New York. Area, uh, New Newark, Jersey City is number three. Stockton, California is number four. New Orleans, number five. Uh, McAllen, Texas. New Haven, Milford, wow. number seven. Scandalous. Las Vegas, number eight. LA, number nine. And then Bridgeport, Stanford, Norwalk in Connecticut, number 10. Wow. So like New York is really this hot spot, huh? Yeah, you've I got mean, New York and Connecticut. you got Stanford. That's a suburb of, of New York. I mean, it's... New York and Connecticut are on there. And if you put Jersey City in that mix, that's four out of the top 10, Nicole. So yeah. n- Northeast, fraudulent. It's all those Italians, I think. I don't know what. Easy. I, wow. That keep that for left, middle, east. I mean, keep, jeepers. Keep that, keep that for. <laughs> keep that one in your pocket, maybe. Jeepers. Okay. I'm sorry to all my uh, American Italian friends. I apologize. All right. Wow. So there, there's the heat map. You can see it there. Um, okay. In, interesting stuff. I certainly Very would say far, far. This is a total racket. I'd stay far away from this. If you were an agent, Nicole. Why do you think it's up so much from last year? Because last year there was 
you know, heavy bidding going on. Why are people doing this in in a market that's slowing down? I it doesn't none of it even makes sense. I like I don't even I don't even get it. I honestly don't. I ha it makes zero sense as to me as to why anybody again i guess like and again i can't even understand a mortgage person getting involved in this but i, I don't even it none none of it even makes any it, sense in in the comments why do you think it's up from last year i, I think people you can't my, even friggin afford it like there's my, a reason yeah, my, that you're not qualified my take is people are so burnt out of trying to become a homeowner now now they're just stretching the boundary that's that's just a I don't know. I'd love to hear from you in the comments. Why do you believe none of it makes this sense. is up so much in quarter two? All right, let, let's go down to Florida before we do. Unless the that. mortgage guys are getting desperate because they're not doing refis okay. anymore. That, that, there you go, Nicole. That that's I mean, a good point. That's a good that point. That would make a lot more sense to me than than the actual buyer or even the agent. I mean, I know refis are down. I know units are down. But um, as an agent, why would you get involved in that? Stay far away. I could see your point with the lender because they're they're losing business. But hey. And maybe it's because agents are losing business right now too. It's why, and we're going to talk about at the very end of this pod, I've got a massive tip for you. If you're in that, if you're right now feeling the crunch of your business, stay all the way till the end of this pod because I have a major tip for you. It doesn't involve fraud, mortgage fraud or anything like that. So, all right. So uh, PropStream, it's the most trusted provider of real estate information. It it's going to allow you to really dig into the data in your community and get some more listings. This is not just an information tool, Nicole. It's a lead generation Lead generation. Tool. We've got a link down below where you can actually do a free seven-day trial. So you definitely want to hit that link. You can identify leads. There's already 18 smart lists uploaded. You can research properties and you can market to those leads all using PropStream, over 153 million property records, 308 million deed and sales, 185 million mortgages, 41 million pre foreclosures. Those are, I guess, coming back, Nicole, pre foreclosures. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that doesn't even mean anything, though, really, does it? Uh, it could. Yeah, it depends maybe. on what market you're in. So simplify your process. This is the most cost effective tool. Nicole and I have rattled our brains for six months looking well, for. I think it was longer than that. Yeah, probably looking for a tool like this to be able to implement into our call center, our ISAs, our SDRs, whatever you call them to be able to call and generate more listing opportunities and investment opportunities because we want to buy some deals. And yep. PropStream is the best tool for that. So hit the link below and check out PropStream. That's where you're supposed to say prop it like it's hot. Prop it like it's hot. There you go. I'm here. Prop it like it's hot. I'm still adjusting to you not being next to me. I'm not a fan. Oh, boy. I, I know. I, I can't just fly up on just Tuesdays, Nicole. Well, That's... I mean, maybe you can. Maybe I might. Oh, maybe Tuesday. I could fly down. I could fly down. Yeah, there you go. Once we're getting into those winter months, it might be smart just, for you to fly down. Yeah, take a little little day trip down there. Yeah. yeah, why not? Okay, let's get into racket number two, and it's speaking involves, of which. Yeah, good segue. <laughs> Remote work is killing Florida as a retirement paradise. Okay, so Florida is up thirty three percent in home values. Compared to this time last year, according to Zillow, and that's only that's uh, verse eighteen percent nationwide. So Florida home values have gone up more than nationwide in the same 
time period. There are a lot of rental hikes, okay? Mm -hmm. um, Blackstone has invested $300 million into Florida in the last year. Also, Nicole, there's 4.5 million residents that are over 65 years of age. That's the second highest percentage in the country. So, so what does this all mean and why is this not as desirable as a retirement location for retirees? Well, the values are, are way up. So retirees are like, you know, I want to retire and no Florida's always been... Yeah, yeah fl fl this is an insider article, by the way. In insider, I'll tip my hat. You guys did a good job here. It's a very we could do like three segments on this one article. There's For so sure. much information in there, but but Florida has been seen as California on the cheap. You get this great weather. You're living in paradise. If you go to South Florida, you're actually getting tropical weather year round, and it's it's always been relatively cheap. Now inexpensive. Inexpensive for yes. in, in comparison to California, right? Yes. And so that was the headline Insider Use California on the Cheap. Florida status as a paradise for retirees was established more than 70 years ago, and it's thrived as a place for Americans to spend their remaining days ever since. Okay. So the poor man's paradise, California on the Cheap. Uh, Gary Momino, a professor of history and co founder of the Florida Studies Program at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. From 1945 to 2000, one in four senior citizens who left another state in America moved to Florida. No other state was even close. So even close. Yeah. Since Florida property values have gone up so much, Nicole, do you think this is going to deter retirees and they're going to start looking somewhere else for their retirement home? I don't know. I mean, potentially. I think, though, there's a lot of other things that come into play here about, you know, income taxes, obviously, um, additional taxes, weather. I mean, I guess you could go further north. But I think, again, as it as it says, though, I mean, yeah, it's, it's what 30, you said 33 percent higher and 18 is nationwide. But again, if it was so inexpensive to begin with, is it just kind of is it leveling out down there? So it could still be inexpensive for someone to move down to Florida. So I don't think it's going to deter anybody. I think the weather is always going to drive people to Florida. Um, I mean, look at you. You're down in Florida. There's tons of people still going. So it's You're, not. I don't think it's deterring many. Obviously, we know remote work and, and like this article leads off with the lifestyle changes of so many yeah. have brought so many more down to Florida. I'll also say that with that, People with children in school in certain locations, it's a real thing. Like some of the schools are blowing up. A lot of the private schools have waiting lists in Florida. Yeah. So people can work from down here. They want to put their children in a particular type of right. education environment. Yep. That's also driving. So so that drives up prices. When And you and I know when people are competing to get into a certain school district or next to a particular school – Anywhere in the country, when that's right. happening, that drives prices up. And so now you're a retiree, you're looking at these areas, and they're not only being driven up by retirees, they're being driven up by everybody. Eight of, right. of the 10 most overvalued home markets in the country, Nicole, are in Florida. That's a, uh, another study by that uh, Florida Atlantic University that we just mentioned before. So there's a lot of different variables that are pushing prices up. That being said, the median sale price in Florida, and it's a big state, right? Yeah. The median sale price is still between three and four hundred thousand dollars, which is, you know, if you're moving from the Northeast to Florida, that yeah. is going to be a bargain for you. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's still a lot of value in Florida. I think there's going to continue to be 
I don't think this, I, I, what I would say is a racket is the fact that people are going to be deterred from coming down to Florida. Now, they, with the rent hikes we've seen in Miami, people are get, people are complaining in Miami like, I'm getting pushed out of Miami. I can't afford the rent. Well, I, I get it. Florida's a big state, and it's just speaking to the desirability of an area like Miami, of South Florida. You know, Naples, which I'm very familiar with, is the same thing, right? You might get pushed out of Naples, and you might end up – my parents just happened to them. They basically sold in Naples. They're going to Bonita Springs now, which is yeah. just north Well, what an amazing Naples. opportunity, though, for for the surrounding place, you know, towns and cities around the major cities. Um, there, Like you said, there's a lot of Florida. It's a big state. There's still a lot of in between the Miamis and the Naples to actually start growing. So, again, I think it's probably an incredible opportunity for those towns to really start figuring out why people are going to the Naples, why people are going to the Miami and try to start developing those towns into sort of those, you know, mini Mecca spots, you know, especially if they're trying to attract the retirees, you know, like walkability, you know, what services are they offering? Um, Make sure you're in tune with all of that so that your town is the next on the list for, for people to be moving to. There's so many communities that are built just for retirees. Obviously the most popular one that they mentioned in this, in this uh, article is the villages that's just, that's a huge community in central florida about here's another wild stat this if you're into people relocating to florida certainly if you're a florida agent you should absorb this report uh, about 30 percent of home sales in florida are all cash buyers that being said i mentioned it earlier blackstone spent more than 300 million dollars like there, there is pressure from everywhere so the affordability is is going to continue to be an issue in florida even as we go into a shifting market, because when you've got investors buying cash, you've got retirees coming down, selling in Chicago, selling in the Northeast, selling from wherever, moving to Florida, buying cash, it it, it makes a really ultra competitive situation for people who have to use a mortgage. So Florida is going to continue to get more expensive, especially over the next 10 to 15 years. And I'd love to know in the comments if you're on YouTube right now, in the comments, where are most of the retirees that are exiting your state moving to? Is it Florida? Like we said, one out of four people over the last, since 1945, have chosen to move to Florida. Is that the same in your market? Are, are the majority or 25% like the national average of your buyers, your retirees exiting the state, are they moving to Florida? Love to know in the comments. All right, Nicole, we've got, we are. we've got left, middle, right. Left, it, middle, right. I called it left, middle, east before. Left, middle, east. It's left, middle, right. <laughs> Did you say that before? I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yes. All right, le- left, middle, right. When you were talking right. about your uh, your Italian friends, I thought maybe we should discuss I love, that more in the left, middle, east. I've got a lot, of, a lot of Italian friends. I love yeah. my Italian friends. All right, so <laughs> left, middle, right, the headlines in politics, real estate entrepreneurs and agents need to know. This is our final segment of the show. Nicole, what I'm headlines ready. do we have? So NBC Boston, Biden touts Logan upgrade as part of infrastructure offensive. Yeah, here, here's the big bullet points. $9.5 billion is going to Massachusetts over the next five years. Logan Terminal E is getting a 320,000 square foot addition and 5,900 jobs are going to be created at the around the airport work alone so a lot of work going into the logan airport i know we talked about infrastructure in a left middle right segment a few weeks ago from a different angle i just want to focus in on the airports this particular investment biden just said the other day is the most 
significant investment happening in Boston since President Eisenhower's interstate investment, interstate highway investment in the 1950s. So they are pumping this one up. And for good measure, if they can solve airport issues, Boston is getting miserable to drive to. I would rather drive to New York City from Connecticut to Boston. That's how miserable the traffic is in that city. And so if they can declog traffic and handle airport issues, that would be a good thing. Here's the angle that I'm you know, tying back. This is obviously good for anybody selling real estate in Boston, okay? But if I'm an agent right now, I've never seen this done. I would be doing this, going and reviewing the airport in your area because that is so searchable. People that are just taking a vacation, thinking about moving to a certain area, they're researching or they're looking up rather on Google, are there, are there any other airports in the area? Maybe there's some private airports. Um, what's the closest airport to, you know, if I'm going to Y or if I'm going to X, what's the closest airport going to be? And so I would do some content around the airports. You could You could do a lot. You could review the food, the bar scene at the airport. At the airport, the bar scene at the airport. The parking situation. I mean you could review that. You could review the car rental. So some airports are easier to get out of than others. I'd love to know in the comments, like what's the easiest airport in the country? I've got my list and I want to hear yours, Nicole. Okay. So I think RSW in Fort Myers, easiest airport in the world to get in and out of. They, they put a whole bunch of money into the infrastructure in Fort Myers, Florida on 75, the interstate down there. So it flows right into the airport, flows right out. Very easy. The the car rentals are right there. You don't have a lot of amenities at this airport in terms of restauranting and all of that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of ease of use of getting in and out, very, very easy. I like going into Dallas. There's two airport options. There's DFW and there's Love. They're they're right next to each other. They've both I've used both of them. They're both very easy. Vegas is my all time favorite. They have a system of operation. Like the you if you can't find a car to get to wherever you're going in Vegas. And it's right there on the strip. You can get to the strip in five minutes. So I've, I've always loved the Vegas airport. And then I'll just give a shout out to Bradley and Hartford, Nicole. We were just there. I love Bradley. I mean, that's, I don't travel much, but that's where I go. That or JFK, but JFK well, is miserable. Br Bradley has always been easy because there's no traffic. Nobody wants to go to Hartford. But what I'll say about Bradley is they just did a big infrastructure overhaul to their car rental. So now the, the rental is in the same building. You walk you from the airport. You were obsessed with that. And then we had to oh, sit there great. and wait for 45 minutes because they couldn't find your car. I'll blame that on Alamo. But <laughs> but the infrastructure that they built, Nicole, what a beautiful building that was, was to make so that the car rentals aren't all scattered around. Now, LaGuardia, New York, they've been working on that airport forever. The I'll tell you what, the Delta Lounge in LaGuardia yeah. Check it out. It's amazing. It's one of the best Delta lounges, the new one. It's one of the best Delta lounges hmm. in the country. Yeah. And so their restaurant scene, all that is great, but they still haven't solved the problem of, of getting a car rental. You got to drive into some obscure neighborhood in, in, uh, you know, in, in New York and Queens. And it, it's, it's a, Absurd. You do not want to rent a car from LaGuardia. So for all the money and 10 years of work that they've put in LaGuardia, they still haven't solved that problem. Maybe that's in the final phase. I don't know. You Nicole, have a lot to say about airports here. Yeah, I'd love to know in the comments, I mean, what's the easiest keepers. airport and for what reason?
And I'd be, listen, this is great content. This is searchable content. Do this in your market. Like review the whole airport, break it down to a 10 part series. I do love the whole parking part because so I travel, um, I've been traveling alone or even with my children by myself. And that's always the most like, where's the parking? How do I get there? If how do how do I get from the parking lot to the airport? Where do I need to go? Because obviously when you're traveling with children too, you don't want them to be afraid if you're afraid. So I do think the parking is a is a is a is a big one. Where's the long term parking? Um, how far is it? All that. I think I think I think you're kind of onto something. I think for for me as a as a as a parent, the parking is a little bit more important than the than the bars. But if I'm traveling by myself, the bars are definitely the most important. And if you're an agent, like everybody's done the the restaurant tour. I'm, I'm not saying don't do it, but this is an opportunity to create content that not many agents or no agents in your market have ever done before. Attack the airport scene, own the Google searchability around it. Okay, number two, NPR, $350 million for WeWork co-founder shows how broke and biased venture capital is. Yeah, so this one is tying into real estate just because of the venture that, um, that, that, that they're doing here. So Adam Newman, who was the WeWork co-founder, he basically, a lot of people would say single-handedly crashed WeWork. Okay, so he got a whole bunch of money. I mean, they were at one time worth $47 billion before they came crashing down. Uh, he just got a new venture started up. It's already a unicorn venture, which means it's already over a billion dollars. He was given the $350 million investment, um, which, is, which is just enormous into a yet-to-be-launched real estate venture, okay? So let's talk about that venture and then why this is controversial right, right now. So uh, th they say this venture, Flow, F-L-O-W, is going to be a direct strike on the housing crisis. Now, and this is why he's getting a lot of heat for getting this money, because he hasn't really said how he's going to solve that housing crisis. They're going to operate and manage thousands of apartments. So they're basically going to become property managers. They've they've bought in thousands of units, okay? And they're going to they've hinted at potentially doing a rent to own. That would be the new wrinkle here. You you don't see a lot of uh, of these big companies going and buying up a, you know thousands of units and then saying, "Okay, we're going to have a rent to own option." But they're they're talking a lot of WeWork talk. There's going to be this community, people are going to be able to like you know, hang out together. There's going to be all these amenities, this concierge service, blah, 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 blah. What, what I'll say to uh, Andreessen Horowitz, who is the venture capitalist who gave Adam Newman the money, you better, I mean, he's it's been three years since we work. You better really make sure that he understands what he's doing in the real estate world. We've seen so many people come into the real estate world and not really make it because they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. This property management is one of the hard, if you're a property manager, you know a property manager, like in the comments, is that not one of the hardest jobs in the entire planet, right? Thumbs up if you agree with that. So here's where the controversy is, Nicole. He failed with WeWork and he's getting this $350 million. So 16% of investment partners at VC firms are women. So only 16% of investment partners at VC firms are women. 3% are black, 4% are Latino. 
It's not shocking that women founders have received only 1.9% of venture dollars so far in 2022 when you look at those numbers. This is uh, what was told to NPR in an email. Black-founded startups in the U.S. raised less than less in quarter two, 2022, 324 million than Adam Newman just received in a single check from Andreessen Horowitz. So Andreessen Horowitz did not respond to requests for emails. Uh, they're getting beat up for on a couple of fronts here. One, that they haven't been clear how they're going to strike the housing crisis. And two, that he's getting this much money after failing at WeWork. I would at least know about the controversy here. And especially if I'm in, a, in an area where there's a lot of property management going on, or if I'm getting into property management on, on listen, why you want to work with someone locally. I mean, Wall Street Journal has reported a whole bunch of stuff on this guy partying, unusual exuberant excess. Like you can read about it if, if you'd like. But th this is another reason why working with the local expert, the local property manager, the local uh, real estate educator is to your benefit when you see things like this. And Nicole, I, your thoughts on, on basically women not getting any of this VC money? I thought I thought we were talking about uh, WeWork. I mean, it's always bullshit. I mean... Women always have to try a little harder, and then when they get that, when they get it, it's like it, they turn it into a headline and think that they're doing God's work. So wow. that's how little, I feel. A little heat from Nicole. All right, what else we got? <laughs> Burger King from CNN. Burger King has a plan to make you fall in love with the Whopper again. All right, so love this, Nicole. Were you Burger King or McDonald's growing up? Uh so I was a McDonald's girl. Definitely McDonald's. It was in town. I actually really loved the Wendy's burger. That was Wendy's was my favorite, but. I'm definitely a Big Mac, a Big Mac girl. All right, big, me, me, me too. So I wasn't, I, I, I would get the chicken sandwich when I go to Burger King. So this is CNN uh, reporting this. So Burger King is going to put $400 million into improving their brand. So $400 million into improving the brand. What does that mean? $250 million of that is going to go towards technology and kitchens and remodels. So $250 million of the $400 million going to tech, kitchens, and remodels. $150 million is going to ads and digital product. So I'm going to tell you right now, and, and the main focus here, Nicole, is going to be yep. all about what they're about, which is the Whopper. Okay, yeah. so, so they're going to get back to what they're known for, the Whopper. I will tell you right now, this is a huge fail by Burger King. This investment might put them out of their misery. You see people like Mr. Beast coming out with his burger. I don't know if you've seen that, but there was tens and tens of thousands of people. He launched his first burger store his first burger operation restaurant tens and tens of thousands of people lining up for the mr beast burger mr beast and you've got Never and you've got it. burger king now doing the opposite with their investment they're going to take 400 million and put it into technology and running ads they're going to go super old school you know they're going to you're going to see them on commercials that people aren't paying attention to on sunday football while mr beast is doing the one thing that's actually working to drive business in America today. Mr. Beast has spent a career on YouTube creating content. And now he's leveraging that content creation machine that he's built up to go out and start a burger business that could literally put burger, if he scales it, it'll put Burger King out of business. He could compete with McDonald's with the amount of attention that he has. So if I'm, I'm an agent, I'm gonna learn from the mistake that Burger King is about to make right now and I'm going to invest in my brand, yes, 
but I'm going to invest almost 100% of it into how do I create more competition than anyone else in my marketplace? How do I do what Mr. Beast does and create content at scale so I can use that to get attention? But if you're investing in technology, we know the best CRM is the one that you use. If you're just going to only invest in technology that isn't going to get you the business in a shrinking market, if you're going to invest in traditional means like billboards, you know, bus stops and and that kind of and TV, you're going to be far behind whoever in your market decides to become the media company, the content creator of choice in the market. And I would encourage you to not do that and dive deep into the content. Nicole, your thoughts there? No bus stops. Those are out. I think the bus stops are out. I, out. We've, we've never talked about bus stops. We've done never. a billboard once. We did do a billboard once. We've never talked about a bus stop. And we've never talked about a billboard since then, have we? Um, I People, some have. I, some have. I, I'll go on record. We'll it likely, not you. We'll likely never, never, never do a billboard do again. Billboard again. Yeah. yeah. That is, yep. that was... Uh, Listen, especially if you have limited funds, go and create a whole bunch of content. That That is, if you look at what Kim Kardashian is doing right now, Mr. Beast, all of these businesses that they're starting have been built on this content empire that they have created. For sure. And their followers. Again, I mean, if you got 10,000 people lining out of your restaurant, I mean, you're doing something right. That's right. Yeah. All right, I would uh, definitely check out the prop stream link below. Congrats to our winner! If you, Ray Ray, it, Ray Ray, we're gonna be we're gonna be reaching out to you here shortly. If you'd like to, if you'd like us to do that again, love to know in the comments, please. Uh, if you would consider subscribing to Bam YouTube, Broke Agent Media YouTube, would really appreciate that. And Nicole and I will see you here on the next real world. See you guys.